0: Howdy, Rasa. Hi. How you doing?
1: I'm doing fine.
0: Excellent, partner. Well, are you ready to know everything?
1: I'm ready to know everything.
0: Well, take your hat off, hit your horse, and let's do it. Today, I want to share with you a theory about secret culinary cousins. Now, I know you know what a secret is. I know you know what a cousin is. Do you know what culinary means?
1: Isn't that like food?
0: Yes, it means something related to food. So, secret culinary cousins are two food items that seem pretty different, but are actually really closely related, or so my theory argues. And then my prime example is this. Potato chips and chocolate chip cookies. What? seem totally different, right? One's a snack at lunchtime, the other's a dessert after dinner, one's salty, and one's sweet.
1: But don't they both have a lot of sugar in them?
0: Aha, you're getting it. Now, everyone knows that potato chips are salty, and everybody knows that chocolate chip cookies are sweet. But not everyone realizes that potato chips are secretly sweet. They're made out of potatoes, which are a super starchy food that converts into sugar in your body. So they're secretly sweet. You're just not totally aware of it. At the same time, cookies doesn't have to be chocolate chip cookies. It could be any cookie. They almost always have a fair amount of salt in them. That's part of the way you cook with them. And people don't always realize that. They just think they're only sweet but they would taste totally different if they didn't have salt. So, they're both crispy. They're both round. They're both salty. They're both sweet. Huh. Chips. Cookies. Secret culinary cousins.
1: That's my kind of family secret. you get to eat.
0: Ready for today's poem.
1: I am ready for today's poem.
0: It's called I Wandered Lonely as a Cloud by William Wordsworth. I wandered lonely as a cloud that floats on high o'er vales and hills when all at once I saw a crowd, a host of golden daffodils beside the lake, beneath the trees, fluttering and dancing in the breeze. Continuous as the stars that shine and twinkle on the milky way, they stretched in never-ending line along the margin of a bay. Ten thousand saw I at a glance, tossing their heads in sprightly dance. The waves beside them danced, but they outdid the sparkling waves in glee. A poet could not be but gay in such a jocund company, I gazed and gazed, but little thought what wealth the show to me had brought. For oft when on my couch I lie, in vacant or in pensive mood, they flash upon that inward eye, which is the bliss of solitude. And then my heart with pleasure fills and dances with the daffodils.
1: Wow. Now that is one poem that you could picture.
0: Would you like to read it?
1: Yes, I Wandered Lonely as a Cloud by William Wordsworth. I wandered lonely as a cloud that floats on high over vales and hills, when all at once I saw a crowd, a host of golden daffodils. Besides the lake, beneath the tree, fluttering and dancing in the breeze, continuous as the stars that shine and twinkle on that Milky Way. They stretched in never-ending line across the margin of the bay. Ten thousand saw I at a glance, tossing their heads sprightly dance. The waves beside them danced, but they how did the sparkling waves and glee. A poet could not be but gay in such jocund company. I gazed and gazed, but little thought what wealth the show to me had brought. For oft when on my couch I lie in vacant or in pensive mood. They flash upon that inward eye, which is the bliss of solitude. And then my heart with pleasure fills and dances with the daffodils.
0: Wonderfully read. This poem takes place in sort of two settings. What is the main thing that happens in the poem? Where?
1: Well, outside.
0: He's wandering lonely as a cloud, and he's by the shore because he sees the waves. And what does he see?
1: He sees a patch of golden daffodils.
0: So many, right?
1: Yeah. I love that description, wandering lonely as a cloud. I think it's really cool that he takes something that you may not usually think of as lonely and turn it into something. Lonely, wandering lonely as a cloud.
0: Now, the last part of the poem, where is he at the end of the poem?
1: He's at his couch.
0: And he's kind of in a sad or withdrawn or low-energy mood, right? Yep. Pensive. And what does he do to lift his mood?
1: He imagines the
0: daffodils. He closes his eyes, right? Yeah. He talks about they flash upon that inward eye, which is the bliss of solitude. And then my heart with pleasure fills and dances with the daffodils. So we talk about being lonely, but then he also talks about the bliss of solitude, that part of inside yourself where you can see the things that are most precious to you and your own sort of soul is expressed, or you're able to see the world beyond your own petty concerns is what I picture. What do you picture?
1: Yeah. I picture it and being like, ooh, now I can finish my book.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So the bliss of solitude, but you can still be with the things that are important and beautiful to you. What do you close your eyes? What's a happy thing you can picture?
1: Bouncing on a trampoline. Boing.
0: Last segment of the show. Do you have a vexing question for me?
1: I do. My vexing question is what is skin made of? I mean, I've heard that fingernails are made of the same thing as hair. And I know that lots of things in our bodies are made of different materials. But what is my skin, your skin, what is skin made of?
0: Great question. I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about getting the answer to you. I'll look it up. I'll get back to you soon.
1: Sounds great.
0: I'm back. Skin for mammals like human beings is made up of two main layers. The epidermis, or outermost layer, which keeps water in the body and stops pathogens like a virus from entering. And the dermis below that, which stitches our body together and gives cushioning to muscles, bones, and more. It's the dermis, for example, that has our hair follicles, sweat glands, blood vessels, and nerve endings that provide the sense of touch and heat. Now, skin is not only our outer covering, it's also the heaviest organ in the human body. 20 pounds or more for most adults.
1: Wow, that's really heavy.
0: Yep, think of it as a really heavy jacket, but one we can't do without. You Must Know Everything is produced by me, Jeremy Smith, and her, Rasa Smith, with awesome music by Furniture. Subscribe via Apple Podcasts, Android, Spotify, or however you like to listen, and hear dozens of previous episodes for free. Please rate, review, and share the show with friends. And please join us next time for everything you need to know.